0: It's like it's really quiet.
1: Good morning! And welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. It's good to see all of you gathered here today. If you take a moment and register your attendance on the pew pad at the end of the pew, or if you are joining us online, if you would take a moment just to comment so we will know who is worshiping with us. I hope you picked up your weekly sheet as you came in. Uh, the doors through that sheet and through our app and through our webpage, You can find out all things First United Methodist. What is going on in the calendar of events for this week. Uh, just to let you know and remind you, the church office follows the schools in terms of inclement weather policy. So if schools are closed, church office and activities will be closed. So just be aware of that. Also, the ELC King Cake Sale is going on, it ends Friday. If you want to order a king cake, you do so online this year, or you can see Helene after the service and she will help you with that or take your order. Uh, coming ahead after, after today and the next week is a sermon series called Word from the Window. We'll be spending uh, the season of Lent and leading up to Lent looking at different windows in the sanctuary and looking at the scripture and message behind them. Here is a video about what you can expect and prepare for as we move to this new series. from the window. And the first window starting next week will be the ascension window in the back. Now let us prepare ourselves for worship. Heavenly Father, we gather today in the warmth of your love, thanking you for your Holy Spirit and your presence with us today in worship. We pray that you would prepare our lives and hearts to meet you afresh in this time of worship. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stand as you're able and worship with us this morning. See you Amen. You may be seated. As we come to the place where we worship God with our morning offering and lift up our prayer requests and our morning prayer, I want to thank you for all of you who continue to support this church faithfully, whether that be through the offering plate, through Venmo, or through automatic giving. Let us prepare ourselves to receive the offering together as we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this church and your holy presence in it and your presence in our lives, the way you guide us and encourage us and challenge us every day. And as we just sang, we are reminded that you are our story and you are our song. Help us carry that song in our heart, and may that song be there for those who mourn, who struggle, who need your grace today. And may the offering that we're about to give be blessed and be multiplied so that that song may not only be in this church, but across our community, our nation, and our world. This we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. If the ushers will come forward, we will worship God with our morning offering.
0: I've got a friend. Closer than a brother. There is no judgment. Oh, how he loves me. I've got a friend. And he is my strength. is my portion with me in the valley with me in the fire with me in the storm let all our hope. The cross, it is spoken. Death is no more. Christ is Lord. This is our hope. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah.
1: to Children's Church. That was a recap of 2023 for First United Methodist Church. And, And we looked a little bit at this recap last week. And with that look back, I posed the question, what, looking toward the future, what will 2024 look like? And I said then, honestly, I have no idea because there is so much ahead of us that we don't know. Much is unforeseen. So I want to put a twist on that question I asked last week. Instead of what will 2024 look like, what will this year look like, what would be your dream? What would be your hope for 2024? Because that is foreseen. Now, I've been around here long enough to know that there are probably as many answers to that question as there are people in this room. You have a lot of different opinions. And with that, some of you would dream for renewal in student ministries or dream for more missions or dream for growth in a particular area. Your dream might be a deeper connection to the community or it could be another dream. I want to hear those dreams. But this morning, I want us to focus not so much on the specifics of the dream, but how we get there. And how we get there starts with looking back to where we were in October. If you worshiped here at First United Methodist during October, you know, we spent a month digging into the book or the chapter, the 43rd chapter of Isaiah and hearing the word of the prophet. We made new beginnings to move forward, committed to new beginnings in faith as we looked at how God did a new thing for the Israelites long ago. So let's return to the 43rd chapter of Isaiah, starting at verse 14 through 21. Isaiah 43, 14 through 21. Hear the words of the prophet. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and break down all the bars. And the shouting of the Chaldeans will be turned to lamentation. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord who makes the way in the sea and the path in mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down and they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things and consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And the wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I will give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom i formed for myself, so they might declare my praise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for your work in our lives and the powerful ways that you make all things new. And as we look to the words of the prophet today, I pray that the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So what would your dream be for 2024? Here is my dream. My dream for this church is that we were so attuned to the Holy Spirit that we would know God's will and follow God's will. My dream would be that we were so attuned to the Holy Spirit that we would love God and love our neighbor. And out of that love for neighbor, we would encourage them and make relationships with them. And we would invite them to be a part of this, a loving fellowship, so that they would know that they are loved, they are welcomed, and they belong. My dream for this church is that we would have a heart for God and a heart for neighbor, and that would spring from a life of discipleship. And out of that life of discipleship, we would faithfully follow the will of God. Now, that seems very simple, quite easy, but... It's actually a pretty big dream, but the path to that dream is quite simple. Now, there are not a lot of specifics. Usually, when I talk about vision in a church, and most pastors do this, they talk about vision, they talk about specifics. Because specifics are fun. Specifics are easy. It's like a checklist of what you do next and next and next to get there. You know, a checklist for an evangelism program or a building program or a program with youth or children or something that needs to be done. Let's get it done. I'm a planner, and I like specifics. But I'm not sure that we know the specifics to get us to where we need to be. And here's why. Church world has changed dramatically in the past four years. It started with COVID-19, and this is not just this church, it's a lot of churches. COVID impacted the church greatly, and it accelerated decline in the church. Many churches are facing that. It accelerated a change in our society that we're still grappling with, and what church looks like, and how we minister to people, and what the body gathered really means. You add to this, there's been turmoil in our denomination. And let's face it, United Methodist Churches have been distracted. We've spent more time focusing on what divides us instead of focusing on Jesus. That's not going to get us anywhere focusing on what divides us. And then you add to that, we have quite a countercultural message. In a world... Uh, that we live in, look at social media or media in general, you will find a message of turning the other cheek, loving your enemy, forgiveness, and grace is different than the message of society. Add to all of this, our culture is changing. We are at the end of an age of, of Christendom. People are seeing the church as less relevant less real, and worship less important for their lives. These are the challenges which face us. Great challenges, but challenges that are not greater than our God. So this is why I believe the specifics to get us where we need to go are not an easy path not one that can be checked off. And the scripture reading for this morning is one that we spent a lot of time with in the fall. These are words of hope from Isaiah. Isaiah is proclaiming a new exodus from Babylon. He is saying that the people will return from exile. God will make a way, a new path for them, one they have not known, He will make a path in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It is going to be a new day, a new hope, a new future. But most of the people who heard this word of hope would not be alive to see it fulfilled. Remember, Isaiah was a long-tenured prophet. And he lived a very long time. There were generations across his ministry and and message. So the people that were hearing this word of hope would not know the specifics of this word of hope realized. All they could do was trust in God and look forward in faith. And while they did not know the specifics of this new thing that Isaiah was proclaiming, they could know this promise from God. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God was about to do something new. And that is the nature of God. In 2 Corinthians five seventeen, we read that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. In the book of Revelation, as God is preparing the new Jerusalem, we hear, Behold, I am making all things new. And in the book of Jeremiah, we hear the promise that God will usher in a new covenant. Our Lord continues to make things new, and that is the good news that we receive in Jesus Christ. Because it's not just renewal in this world, it is renewal in our lives. God continues to transform. I believe that old ways will not get us where we need to go, but being made new in Christ will, that's where it starts. And what do I mean by this? It's not business as usual. It's not routine. It's about taking one step with Jesus, the next step to discipleship, to find the path that is before us. God can do, will do, and is doing a new thing at First United Methodist Church. And that new thing starts with you and your spiritual life. So where is God inviting you to grow in discipleship? Is it praying? Is it worship attendance? Is it a Bible study? Is it serving? Is it volunteering? Is it witnessing? I don't know. It's not about checking off a list and completing a path to super discipleship. It's not about earning your way in salvation. It's about growing closer to God and knowing His grace in a deeper way. It's about being able to discern His will for your life and this church. It's about growing in grace. Now, I shared with you back in the fall, I felt God leading me to grow in witnessing. It's easy for me to stand up in front of you and talk about faith. I have no problem doing that. But one-on-one, it's a bit more difficult. So God was calling me to write down my testimony and story and be prepared to share when I saw an opening. It's time for me to get back to that commitment that I made and renew that and refocus. It's time for me to take that next step of discipleship which God is calling me to do. In the United Methodist Church, we believe that we are transformed when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But we also believe that that's not the end of our story with Jesus. We have been transformed in God's saving grace. We are being transformed every day, and we will be transformed in God's glory. It is a journey of faithfulness and discipleship, a journey that we are on every day to grow in discipleship. Not that we're overwhelmed or overtaxed, but that we know God's grace and we can rest in his grace and we grow closer to him. So in a vision, in thinking about Isaiah's words and bringing this all together, I believe that just as God did something new for the people in exile, so he will for us. And just like the people in exile, we may not know, we don't know exactly where that will lead us into the long-term future. But remember, when the people heard the words from Isaiah, they had no idea who Cyrus, king of Persia, was going to be or who he was or how he would lead them back. If you read the books of Ezra, And Nehemiah, the people didn't know how that would unfold. They didn't know how they would come back to a desecrated Jerusalem. And they certainly did not know that God's love would be open to all people, people like us outside of the covenant. But God did this. They were as faithful as they knew how. They didn't have the temple to go back to and worship. They didn't have the community that they once had. But they had the law and they had their prayers and they tried to be as faithful as they could in a foreign land. They tried to follow God the best way they knew how. And for us, discipleship looks a little bit different. We know that our life in discipleship does not earn our way to heaven. We don't earn God's favor or grace. But rather, we grow in discipleship to know grace in a deeper way. And as we are grounded in discipleship, God leads us. We know his will, and we are better able to follow. And in following that path, we are better able to lead and love and strengthen his church. It is as James said in the fourth chapter of his letter, draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. That is what a path of discipleship looks like. Again, I don't know what that looks like for you. We all have different callings and different leadings. I'm not saying you have to get up in the morning and spend an hour of Bible study. It could be something totally different. It could be the upper room devotional. It could be journaling. It could be reading your Bible. It could be that hour of Bible study in the morning. It could be serving more in this church. It could be serving more outside of this church. It could be increased generosity in giving. That could be witnessing to others. I'm not sure what the next step means for you. But if you're struggling, pray about it. God will open that door. And if you're still struggling, talk with a member of the staff. We would be glad to help you find or pray with you or work with you to figure out a next step of discipleship. I don't know where and I don't know what, but I know that God is leading you to know him more. It's like uh, if you were here last week, you may remember I talked about a, a breath prayer or song that was meaningful to me last year, Oh for grace to trust you more. Oh for grace to trust you more. We grow in grace to see his way and see his will and trust him more. And that is my vision for the church. It's simple, but it's big. It's the body of Christ. It's you taking a step forward in faithfulness and in faith to grow in an area of discipleship so that we might be prepared for what's next. We may not know what that next will be because that path hasn't been trodden yet. That path hasn't been made yet. That path may not be clear. But it's not about going down the old path. It's about God doing a new thing. And as we are faithful, God will be faithful. As I went back to 43 and as I studied that chapter, I was reminded that God called his people to do what they could do. He told them to have hope, to not fear, to praise him, and to worship him. And then he also made some promises... He was going to do something new. We are renewed in order that God may do new. We are growing in faithfulness so that we can see God's work among us. I want to close today where I started with the scripture. But this is a different translation. It is Eugene Peterson's The Message. And I happened just to be at a pastor's meeting last week, and and one of the pastors did a devotion from the scripture that I was preaching from today, but he used The Message translation, and it really hit home with me, and I hope it does with you too. Listen to this word from Isaiah. God, your Redeemer, the Holy of Israel says, just for you, I will march on Babylon. I will turn the tables on the Babylonians. Instead of whooping it up, they'll be wailing. I am God, your Holy One, Creator of Israel, your King. This is what God says. The God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lie down and can't get up. They are snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. I'm bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say thank you, the coyotes and the buzzards, because I provided water in the desert and rivers through sun-baked earth drinking water for my people I chose, the people I made especially for myself, a people custom-made to praise me. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you are a God who makes all things new. And God, we stand on tiptoes waiting for the new thing that you are calling us to do waiting for the new thing in our lives and the lives of First United Methodist Church. We pray that your spirit direction would be so powerful that we could not help but follow. In our lives, we may be found faithful so that you can do a new thing and we might be a faithful body of Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
2: Please stand.
1: be seated. So this morning the United Women of Faith have asked me to commission their officers for the coming year. So these officers, if you are here, I invite you to come forward. Dolores Abney, Olivia Kendrick, Joan Bigelow, Jamie Payton, Barbara Bennett, Eileen Graham, Susan Copeland, Paula Wilson, Sharon Morris, Cherie Cornelius, Gail Spotnett, Sandra Hunter, and Linda Cleveland. (laughs) Okay, we're hoping for a great crowd at 11 o'clock, right? Late sleeping folks. So I'm going to give a prayer blessing and commissioning upon you. And I would ask all the women in the church to please stand for this blessing. And then we'll have the benediction. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the United Women of Faith and their commitment to missions and their commitment to love you and make your love known. I pray your blessings upon these officers. May you strengthen them and give them your spirit to lead. And I pray your blessings upon all the women of this church. May your spirit be with them and guide them so that they might be a faithful witness to you. Now, if you would all stand for the benediction. And as you're standing, know that if you have a prayer request or would like to unite with First United Methodist Church, I'll be available after the service to speak with you. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace. Amen.